This is In the Know for Tuesday, May 30, the 150th day of 2023. There are 215 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Long holiday weekend is behind us. What comes next? Well, we'll talk about that and more coming up here on In the No, he is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Onk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Lexington. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well. You uh, made it through the weekend. It was busy, busy weekend, busy weekend. By the way, I mentioned uh, I'm, I mentioned Lexington. I assume you're going to give us an update from Lexington a little further on in the segment. We, we can if you you'd got, like. We've got some news coming out of Lexington today pertaining to high school tennis, so we'll tell you about uh, that. Uh, last time I saw you, we, were, we parted company from Cougar Stadium at Grayson County High School on Friday evening. We got the class of 23 sent off with... Uh, the right amount of pomp and circumstance that uh, they deserved, yes? Yes. Yeah? Yes, and then Zach and I spent all weekend in Louisville judging a speech tournament. I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, we they no. they trusted us to judge. Uh, Who, who's they? The, the National Catholic Forensic League trusted Zach and I to be the, the judgment of, of debaters. Okay, so you all came from the category of last resort? Well, see, what's interesting is that, you know, they pulled Zach in for, like, the, the first round of the playoffs, but I was the semifinals. Oh, okay. So I think they, they had to wait. The, the big guns yeah, they had the to wait, wait for that. Uh, but, right. no, it was, it was a very busy weekend, though, because of that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, did you – I saw – by the way, the, the, the graduation ceremony at Grayson County High great. School was great. Uh, it was uh, perfect. Perfect weather. The crowd was great. Uh, I just, anyway, it came off beautifully. I did see there was a school, a um, lot riding on graduations. You know, you do them annually, so you don't get you don't get a lot of practice at them. But you you know you learn from year to year. Jacksonville, Florida. There was a group of outraged parents from the Jean, the Jean Ribault High School. I'll call it or Ribault High School, and their caps and gowns showed up just a couple of days before graduation. And they said the class of 2022 on them and not the amount of time to, to change them. Well, see, what's interesting is my high school graduation, when I got my, my cap and gown, yes, our, our school seal, Cooper, was spelled copper. Oh. <laughs> and I went, up to the, I went up to the person that handed it out and I said, I think this might be a problem. Because it was just mine. That had it that way. It was just yours, just mine. Yeah, because they don't. You don't get to keep yours at, oh, at mine, so it's okay. it's a one time thing. And I kind of went up and I said, "I think this might be a mistake." Yeah, probably want to throw that one back and uh, and get a new one. But uh, you know, I, I guess you they were mis they were misprinted. Now I think that's one of the reasons that a lot of schools try to get them a month or so in advance because students have them that you can spot any potential problems. You don't, probably don't want those showing up the day before graduation. But anyway, no snafus like that at Grayson County High School. And 
uh, I'm I'm happy about it. Uh, Weather wise, so you I hope you enjoyed what was a beautiful weekend because it's going to get warmer as the week goes. We're going to top out at 82 today under partly cloudy skies. That's uh, here in Litchfield. We'll see an overnight low of 62 partly cloudy skies. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible overnight. Tomorrow, 83. Then just step up to 84 on Thursday, 88 on Friday, 90 on Saturday, 89 on Sunday. And so there we are. I'm going to see the temperatures, obviously, for Louisville Metro are a little bit higher. But um, get a 3 in 10 chance of rain tomorrow, 3 in 10 chance of rain on Wednesday, 20% chance on Thursday, then dry again until maybe an isolated shower on on Sunday. Looks like maybe not significant rain again until maybe next Wednesday. So that's going to be, uh, what, uh, June 7, 8, something like that. So also today, the as the unofficial kickoff to summer, being the Memorial Day weekend, June 21, is still the official arrival of summer, but... The summer season is underway, and that includes a lot of highway projects that they've been holding off on, and we've had a plethora of those in our community, and another one begins today. Bridge work on the Grayson Springs Road, that's uh, Highway 1214, Western Kentucky Overpass, is beginning today. Chris Jesse says that the overlay work starts today along 1214 over the parkway, reducing the bridge to one lane with alternating one-way traffic. Sulphur Wells Road is also closed at Grayson Springs Road, meaning you got to backtrack to Bloomington Road and then back over to 259 to reach where you're going. So there are signs up. Just be prepared. They're expecting this to be about a 30-day project. I travel that from time to time. I used it the end of April, and I noticed what terrible condition that particular bridge was in. So they are um, they are giving that some attention that is required. I saw apparently the debt ceiling deal has been reached, but it still has to make its way through Congress, got to get its way out of committee and then be voted on by the full Congress to figure out what uh, America is doing financially moving forward. I also kind of laughed at, you know, there's this list of Russia that Russia has, uh, including like Andy Bashir and mm-hmm. people that are not welcome in Russia ever again because of comments they've made the latest Russia actually issued an arrest warrant for Lindsey Graham over comments uh, making being pro-Ukraine. So Lindsey Graham is wanted by the long arm of the law in Russia, Hmm. which just kind of makes me laugh. Like, okay, I don't. Yeah. All right. We'll see. All right. Local news headlines. A Litchfield man arrested a month ago on drug charges has again been jailed on a drug charge being found in a vehicle behind an apartment complex. This happened uh, late on Sunday. The LPD responded to a complaint at a complex on the 800 block of Mill Street. The caller told 911 a truck containing a man who does not live in the complex was parked behind the apartments. The suspect, according to the caller, appeared to be either asleep or passed out. They made contact with 34-year-old Christopher Lester, who was in a Chevy S10. They located multiple pills during a search. He was arrested and lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center and charged with a uh, lengthy list of various things. A convicted murderer who escaped from an Ohio prison and led police on a five-day manhunt near Henderson has been found in the Ohio River. The body of 50-year-old Bradley Gillespie was recovered from the river Sunday afternoon near Henderson after a boater spotted his body at approximately 1.30. 
47, uh, Gillespie, along with 47-year-old James Lee, escaped from the Allen Oakwood Correctional Institution in Lima, Ohio, either uh, last Monday or Tuesday. They concealed themselves in a dumpster to make their escape, and they're last known to be inside the prison at 8.40 on Monday morning. Early on Wednesday, in Henderson, police pursued a vehicle containing the two escapees with the chase ending in a crash. Both men fled on foot. They caught Lee, but did not find Gillespie until later. So authorities were, you know, they had a bunch of rewards out. I didn't realize that was going on all of last week. Did you know this was underway? Yeah, I saw some some stuff about it, uh, gosh, Wednesday. But last week was so busy that I, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of out. Yeah. A Pulaski County teenager died after a vehicle entered Lake Cumberland. It happened in Somerset, and a... Um, about it was at the Clifty Creek boat ramp about nine thirty after a vehicle drove into the water. Another of the vehicle's occupants made it to safety and was unhurt. So a teenager lost their life in that accident. Uh, not sure what led the vehicle to drive into Lake Cumberland, but uh, nonetheless, Fish and Wildlife Coroner's Office um, investigating and leading that accident. Sunday was the. 46th anniversary of one of the, um, for a long time, it was the one of the biggest fires of its kind that had ever happened and happened here in the Commonwealth. And the closer you are to being from northern Kentucky, I think the more likely you are to be familiar. But Sam, do you know about the Beverly Hills Supper Club oh, fire? Of course. Yeah, I assume that you were uh, likely. That claimed um, 165 lives. And they have now erected a permanent memorial. It was dedicated on Sunday in a ceremony that inspired memories of the deceased and tributes to those who fought the fire and tended to the injured. The Beverly Hills Memorial was dedicated along U.S. 27 at Memorial Point Drive before a crowd of about 300 on the anniversary of the 1977 fire. Then moments of silence, prayers, solemn sound of a bagpipe, Provided the backdrop for an emotional and appropriate afternoon of remembrance. Yeah, that was um, that was a hard one to that was a, a tragedy without a doubt, but has uh, left an impact yeah. on that community and now a permanent memorial. A lot of lot of conspiracies with that too, with the mob and everything. Yeah, um, that property was like eighty acres. Yeah, and it's it sat it's being, it's sat vacant for forever. They've tried to do some things, but have always had pushback. Says it's being transformed into what's called Memorial Point. A residential community being developed by the Ashley Builders Group in conjunction with Vision Realty Group. I guess they've decided maybe that was their, um, for lack of a better term, I'll call it a peace offering. Maybe they said, you know, if we'll get some cooperation on developing this or repurposing this, we're going to dedicate a permanent memorial that will be there so that what happened here was not forgotten. So it seems like maybe they're moving forward. Horse Racing's Oversight Authority will hold an emergency summit today with Churchill Downs, uh, the Racing Commission, and some veterinary teams to review information and analysis in the wake of 12 horse fatalities in the past month at the home of the Kentucky Derby. HESA, which is the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority, announced yesterday it will also send track superintendent Dennis Moore for a second independent analysis of the training and services Equine Safety and Welfare Director Jennifer Durenberger will provide additional veterinary expertise and oversight of horses at Churchill Downs. Their review will begin. Their meeting today. The review begins tomorrow, and a real head scratcher on why it was so deadly at Churchill Downs 
during the meet. Kentucky uh, baseball, for just the third time in history, will host and serve as a host for the NCAA regional set for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at Kentucky Proud Park. But good luck if you want to go anywhere near Lexington because it is packed. All the hotels are booked because of uh, is Railbird this weekend. Yeah, Railbird, this uh, you've got uh, state state softball, state baseball, state, state track, tennis. state tennis. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's and so yeah, it's uh, and they are having to house the NCAA teams in the dorms mm-hmm. at UK no because the the Sweet Sixteen, well the the KHSAA already knew they were hosting attendees from across the state so they gobbled up a lot of the hotel rooms then because kentucky wasn't known to be a regional site until the results were known then they were sort of late to the party and they're having to scramble speaking of state tennis good news out of lexington this morning yes owen brown has already competed this morning he started about 7 a.m and he picked up the win in the first round against meade county's peyton johnston 6061 so pretty that's a pretty dominating victory He'll be back on the court here in, in just about two hours at 11 a.m. Central Time. So it's noon at uh, in Lexington against Apollo's Stetson Osborne, which is kind of interesting to me that they're he has the ability to play somebody from Apollo so early on in the how they seeded that out. You know, he'll you would, have to def- you, he'll basically have to defend his regional championship in the second match. Correct, and I, I do know that someone from Edmondson County as well advanced. So this this area is doing very well in tennis, but. If Owen wins that, he would then play again tomorrow morning, bright and early, in what would be the uh, sweet, like the Sweet Sixteen, I guess. And then the Lucas 16. Pierce and Griffin Powell will play a little bit later on this afternoon. I believe that's maybe one o'clock. So uh, at K one o five Sports on Twitter, it's probably the best place for you to follow along and keep track of uh, progress coming out of Lexington for the Grayson County High School tennis team. I sort of thought that the Celtics were going to pull off the miracle and mount a um, down three games and a comeback to knock off the heat, especially being at home because you always have some type of advantage at home. But that was neutralized by the heat. The heat advanced to playing the Nuggets. Do we care anything about this series? Yeah, I'm not a big NBA guy. I mean, you got, you know, Bam and I know technically Tyler Hero, even though he's he's injured, but he hopes to be back against Jamal Murray. Which at least adds, I guess, some intrigue that you're going to have a UK guy win the title no matter what. But. Yeah, Denver uh, rested up. They've been able to game and now is that plan. a good thing or a bad thing? I, it's it's you never know. They might be a little rusty coming out of the gate, but at least they've had a chance to recover. Long season, you get beaten up, banged up. So I think the rest probably has to do them some good. So long as they stay sharp, that series gets underway almost immediately. I think we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Gnome. Today is. Mint Julep Day. Yeah. I can't stand mint juleps. I tried that for the first time this past year day. It's terrible. I mean, it was A little bit of mint in anything goes a long way. Are you way. not a mint fan? I like it a very small amount. Okay. Just too dominating. Uh, it is Water a Flower Day. Whew. Lots of flowers being watered at, uh, at our house. It is uh, It's almost like a full-time job. It, you you're not you don't have to do it though, so that's not a bad thing. Right? Oh no, I'm I'm the backup water crew. I mean, no, if it, so. watering needs to be done, I uh, I'll have to I jump you, right you in there. You haven't uh, trained Alea for that yet? Uh, 
no, she's usually got you know some type of excuse on something that uh, she doesn't want to do. Well, she's not in school anymore, so she's got. That's true. It's World MS Day, um, and it is Hole in My Bucket Day, dear Liza, dear Liza. That's actually what it's about. Is the song? Hmm. Um, well, what shall I fix it, dear Liza, dear Liza? Here are it's you know swimming pool season now, so you'll probably be headed to. Um, the Litchfield Aquatic Center is open now, so it's going to serve as an opportunity all summer. You might be invited to a pool party at someone's home. Here are some faux pas that you should not commit when heading out to the pool. It, whether it's a private pool, a hotel pool, a resort pool, the aquatic center. So just be careful. One, jumping in when you're dirty. There's a reason they put those showers over there. So you get all dirty and you get, and then you go jump in the pool. Well, somebody's got to try and keep your pool clean. So don't do that. Showing up with a contagious condition. Is that not just life in general? Yes. Yes. It definitely is a, this is a good guideline for all of life. Don't use a public pool if you have a contagious condition. For example, a fungus. Well, yeah. That's even more than the, you know, sniffles or. If you got something going on, don't go in there. That's right. Just go to the lake instead. <laughs> no, just, just, just jump in the Ohio it. River. Hey, it'll, anything will probably kill uh, it in there. That's true. Um, do not use the pool as a toilet. Yes. Well, that's. Do again, not. goes without being said. Do not do that. Should go without being said. Do not bring glassware. Glass not welcome around the pool. Mm-hmm. No glass because glass hard to get rid of. And their feet, the pieces that are left behind are the most dangerous. You know, those little bitty shards that you can't see that you get into hogging the lounge chairs. Now, this is always a debate on cruise ships, too, because you get what people call the chair hogs where you one person wakes up early and they go and reserve about six loungers mm-hmm. by the pool and then they don't show up until noon to use them. And the cruise industry and other, the, the tourism industry and uh, as a whole, has started to crack down on these things. If your chairs are vacant for 30 minutes, then they'll you know collect your stuff and you can come get it later. Leaving kids and pets unsupervised. A lifeguard is not a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Remember especially, that. Especially the ones at the Litchfield Aquatic Center. That's right. They are not babysitters. You're still responsible for your child's behavior and their safety. I think this one also falls in the category of goes without saying, but probably should not assume fully disrobing. Like skinny dipping? Yes. Oh, well. Coverage is expected, by the way. So try to respect the dress code rules and norms. No speedos allowed? If there are children around, yes, we could. The world could do with less speedos. Splashing and jumping around strangers, yeah. Just because you want a cannonball doesn't mean the other people in the pool want the byproducts of your cannonball. Look before you leap. Ignoring lap pool protocol. If your pool has lanes for lap swimmers, remember to follow proper etiquette around things like entering, passing, pausing, lane sharing, exiting, etc. 
disrespecting boundaries. I don't know what it is about kids, but kids will just, you know, they'll swim underwater and then they'll pop up and they're in your grill all of a sudden. It's like, who are you? Get away from me. Like, why would kids? Like, wouldn't kids want to stay away from people they don't know? The water. They can move faster, I guess. It's... Making excessive noise. Oh, it drives me crazy, the people that insist that I want to hear their music. Hmm. Like, I, I, I can make my own playlist. And in fact, mm-hmm. if it were okay to do that, I would have, I would be making my noise. Well... And then sharing it with you rather than because I'm sort of do music for a living and I have more experience than you, but I don't do that. So you shouldn't either. I will say, though, that uh, that should not be a problem at the Litchfield Aquatic Center because it, yeah, it should not be. You, but, usually it is us playing yes, above the uh, and so that's good. By the way, good, good morning to everybody at Litchfield Aquatic Center. Yeah, I don't know if they're there. Yeah, good morning. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're open right now. They, yeah, well, they not, might not technically be open, but they're preparing for uh-huh. a big day. We can't wait. Hello. Shout out to you all. Um, bu- 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 excessive noise, not putting your shoes back on to go inside. So you're dripping wet and then you go inside somebody's house and you're not wearing oh. shoes. And so, and, and in the hotel too, you know, don't, nobody wants to see a trail of water that you've just left behind. And then if well, you're somewhere, you're just running to the restaurant. If you've had somewhere that has a full service snacks or beverage service at the pool don't forget those people are working hard they're relying upon your gratuities for uh, a living do they have snack bar runners at litchfield aquatic center do you know that that i don't know but i do know that uh i I don't know if they're still having the pizza this year but uh, zach and i tried it when we were there last year and it uh, it was pretty good i think uh, many of us are probably also getting into the Sunscreen drawer for the first time in uh, several months. Does sunscreen expire? Well, we'll tell you in just a moment. What does SPF mean and which type is best? So what are UVA and UVB rays? Ultraviolet rays are the form of electromagnetic radiation which comes from the sun. There are three forms, UVA, UVB, UVC. UVA rays emit the least amount of energy of the three, causing the skin to age and potentially lead to some skin damage. UVB rays emit more energy than UVA rays and cause direct damage to DNA in the skin cells. And UVC rays emit the most amount of energy of the three types of UV rays. So when you choose an SPF, you probably want to consider, is it helpful on UVA, UVB, UVC, or all? And obviously, you would want to lean toward UVC. So, yeah. Different types of sunscreen. There's the once a day. There's the water resistant. There's the sunscreen with the insect repellent. That's a nice bonus to have. And yes, sunscreen does expire. The shelf life is about uh, two and three years. Hmm. So... If you've had it for more than three years, its efficacy is probably starting to wane, and you might want to not put as much stock. I kind of settle somewhere in the 30 range on the SPF. I just sort of just kind of split the difference and say, I don't want, you know, I don't want to not know that I was here, but I also don't want to be burnt to a crisp. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You may also be looking for a beach to travel to, 
and I have found the top 25 secret beaches. I guess they're not a secret anymore. That was my question. I thought, well, if if they're being shared with us and we're sharing them with the masses, will they be a secret? You will not be surprised to learn that the majority of them, nearly all of them, are either California, Florida, Hawaii. Oh, not not Kentucky? Not Kentucky, believe it or not. The Gray Whale Cove Beach in California, the Driftwood Beach in Georgia, the Caladesi Island in Florida. We looked that up last week, didn't we? Bowling Ball Beach in California, Enderts Beach in California, Lowell Point Beach in Alaska, Amsterdam Beach Preserve in New York, Kiowa Island in South Carolina, Crescent Beach in Florida, San Jose Island in Texas, Sandbridge Beach, Pa'ako Cove in Hawaii, Navarre in Florida. Navarre gets a lot of love. I don't know how secret that is. Yeah. Hollywood Beach in California, Gray's Beach in Hawaii, Boneyard Beach in Florida. Then the top nine, the Dry Tortugas National Park in Florida, Wildcat Beach in California, Salt Creek Beach in California, Lover's Key State Park in Florida, Sedge Island, New Jersey, Kaupia Beach in Hawaii, Top three, uh, Lanikai Beach in Hawaii, Shell Key Preserve in Florida, and Oahu Beach in uh, Hawaii, number one. There's really one from Alaska on there. There is. I don't know that that would have been my first guess. Of- Lowell Point Beach, L-O-W-E-L-L, in case you want to look it up. All right. I'm giving it a Google now. If you use any of these nine phrases every day, you're more emotionally secure than most, according to psychologists. Sam, are you? Do you Sorry, feel like I'm you're... distracted by a little point? It's 52 degrees there right now. There's nothing more about going to a beach than when it's 52 degrees. Hmm, yeah, that one week a year where it gets above 70 degrees mm-hmm. would be great at mm. Lowell Park Beach. Do you consider yourself to be emotionally secure? <laughs> That's a loaded question. (laughs) In this industry or any of us? I guess, yeah. (laughs) It's a good question. Number one, let me think about that before I respond. All right. I can see advantages to that. Uh, Number two, no. Do you know people that have a hard time saying no? Oh, yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. Number three. No is not a bad thing. Yeah, no is not. Sometimes it's a self-preservation statement. Number three, I'm not comfortable with that. Number four, this is who I am and I'm proud of it. That's kind of like what you see is what you get. Or Number five, am I like that? Emotionally secure people are able to consider criticism without lashing out. If they receive negative feedback, they don't take it personally. Instead, they see it as an opportunity for self-improvement. Number six, I will work on that. Number seven, I'm sorry you're struggling. How can I help? Number eight, this matters to me. Number nine, I will try. That's the last one. You use those phrases every day, all nine, don't you? Eight. (laughs) Eight of the nine Mm -hmm. is no one of them? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, I've even had conversations with with friends about that is sometimes, like, it'll be, you know, if you're at someone's house and they'll be like, here, would you like to try this? Sometimes I will, you know, if I don't want it, it's just like I'm not going to take it just to be nice in some instances. To me, it's better just to sometimes say, you yeah, know, no, thank you. You would enjoy it a lot more than me. 
Gotcha. It's like if somebody comes to me and says, here's a BLT sandwich, would you like it? I'm going to say, mm. no, I would not. I'll yeah. take the BL, but you, you can take the T. We were out uh, um, harvesting some tomato cages last Ooh. night to get the tomatoes ready for you that I know you're going to be so excited about. You can, you know what? You can just take them and... Uh, he sa- you said no? No, no, no. No tomatoes. You can maybe find one of your rabbit friends and give them to them instead. Do you know any pickleballers? Uh, Pickleball Paul that calls always calls into KSR. But you, you, you don't know him personally. Well, though. I feel like we do now. He talks okay. about it. I know a couple of friends that have started to or have done it a couple of times. I played it, I think, in, in high school. I think now just like in gym class. Yeah. But I don't know that I could consistently say that I'm a pickleballer. I would enjoy playing pickleball, but now I'm a little bit. I think it's too, yeah, I think it's too popular that now if I joined it, I don't want to be one of those joiners that goes, well, where have you been? So I think I'll wait for everybody to move away from pickleball and then maybe I'll jump in there when it's no longer a thing and I'll enjoy it because I enjoy tennis, but I certainly would enjoy it having, I I like it bigger than table tennis. I don't like it as big as real tennis. I would kind of like it the in-between size. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not Owen Brown, but you're not a, uh. I'm not Forrest Gump, and I'm not Owen Brown. I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I think I think that's it's probably fairly accurate. But apparently, people now are getting on board with kickball for adults. So, just like everything, it becomes a trend, and pickleball now seems to be waning a little bit. And people who are saying, people who are seeing people like me get in the pickleball ranks are going. It's too crowded. Let's go find something else to do. And so, they're saying, let's do let's do kickball. What you're saying is we need to start the K105 Summer Kickball League. Yes, I love kickball. When let's, we would play kick when we would play kickball in elementary school, it was the it was the best day in PE playing kickball. I think, I think you need to you need to get a team and like Norman Chaffins gets a team together and see who see who wins. Hmm. All right. Might not be a that might not be or put the judge idea. against Sheriff Chaffins, Judge Henderson. Hmm. Judge might figure out how to come up with some ringers. We don't but want then that. Again, it needs to be fair. The sheriff's got the brand new bionic knee too. You you never oh, know what true. kind of extra. Yeah, he's good as new. He's uh, Steve Austin, six million dollar man. So yeah, uh, do you remember my uh, do you remember my kickball infamy in Caneyville Gym? Have you ever heard this story? I. We were playing, so in the old gyms, they had the cages over the, protected the lights so that balls couldn't hit the, and so I kicked, uh, hit a kickball and it went up and hit the ceiling and it hit a light that was out and the light turned on. Really? I was like, look, somebody didn't have to climb up there and turn that light back on. I hit the light and it came on. Well, see, I know that the rule was for us in that is if it hit the ceiling, you were out. Yeah, it was a silver lining. Yes, yeah. I was out, yeah, but I fixed the light, mm-hmm. and I thought, don't but I deserve a hit for that? I don't know if it was the same thing as yours, but if you kicked it and hit off the back wall, that was a home run. Oh, yeah, absolutely. On the fly, yeah. yeah. Oh, you were going for the stage. The stage at Caneyville, that's oh, where so you yes, wanted you know, it. We, to, we, did, we didn't have the stage. Where but, you wanted uh, it to end up. Speaking of school days, you've probably seen this circulating online. This is, a, this is what's being described as the weirdest way to lose a state championship. So there were, was this in Georgia? I've seen it float around, but I've, I've no, been, it's in so, New York. been it's so busy the, this weekend that I hadn't been able to have, to have the time to process it. Palmyra Macedon High School won the Section 5 Class B1 championship in New York after it initially appeared their final batter struck out to end the game. The strikeout part happened, but Hornell Senior High's catcher dropped the third strike. 
First base was vacant at the time, so the catcher reached out to tag the hitter, but the home umpire ruled that the tag was never actually applied. And so the Hornell Senior High, he doesn't throw out. He thinks he's tagged, but he doesn't throw on down to first base for good measure, and they start celebrating. They just keep on we won running. the state championship, and that's right. And so the Palmyra Macedon High School team, the first base was open, but there were there were runners on other places, and so they just scored, and it gave them the victory. And the the chaotic scene, though, both teams are wearing red, and they're very hard to tell apart from one another. So it's kind of this chaotic melee of a scene. What a nightmare that, for a broadcaster! Oh yeah, and I've and I've heard that guy. He because he he didn't quite know what was happening either. So there was some, you know, at the high school level, the officials don't communicate at a very good level with broadcasters. Well, uh, fairly, I mean, I non-existent mean, communication, yeah. really, and that's not necessarily their fault because sometimes it's not easy for them to. It's not like we can mic up the umpire like they've started to do. And I mean, heck, until what last year, year before last, MLB didn't have that. That's right. Yeah. So it. Um, so when you see things happening that are out of the norm, and you're responsible for depicting those things in a broadcast, it gets very challenging and difficult. And so it was a chaotic scene, and the 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 first team they just couldn't believe it. It was like, you mean we're losing our championship on this? We're like we won. Like yeah, but you you didn't see it through. You know you didn't go. So it was kind of a weird. Uh, it would be awful to lose a championship and then i guess if i won it that way it would take a while for it to sink in that that's no. how it happened but nonetheless so anyway lots of postseason sport activities going on right now gotta get to a break you know what i think we're gonna give away the first holiday world tickets of the season we'll do that coming up next segment here on in the note did you know lemons float but limes sink I would have think they're so similar in construct that they would both be the same. I could see they would both sink, they would both float, but the one, the fact that one does one and one does the other is, is that, uh, quite a surprise. Do we need like the ag expert tomorrow to explain that? Probably. I think she knows all about it. Uh, by the way, today's Did You Know brought to you by our friends at ECTC's Litchfield Campus. They are gearing up for their uh, spring term, which starts on their summer term, which begins June 6th. And then if you're not hopping in on the on-ramp there, then use this summer to get ready to uh, run headlong at continuing your education coming up in August. And so it's college for the real world right here at home. Lots of great offerings, and you'll be a better person as a result. Now, uh, I think at some point we'll knock the rust off of the water cooler question and reintroduce it. But I'm just kind of feeling like we need to baby step our way back into the summer giveaway season. So here's what we're going to do. If you'd like to win tickets to Holiday World, text Holiday World to 270-259-6000 right now, 270-259-6000. You're just going to text the uh, words Holiday World, and we will consider that your entry. And then at the end of the show, we'll draw a winner out of all the entrants, and they will be the winner for today. Simple. Straightforward. Yes, Sam? That that works for me. We don't have to... um, Can I Google that answer? um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Give give it a try and see how that that works. Anyway, so we'll start our summer uh, giveaways today. I'm not asking for a lot. The hoop is very low to the ground, and it's very big. 
So just jump through. Text Holiday and, World and you know what, to two seven zero two five nine. We can even throw in the free parking, sunscreen, and, and soft drinks at Holiday World as that, well. That's where they get you. Uh, the weekend box office, The Little Mermaid swims to the top as no surprise. Little Mermaid did nearly $100 million in the long holiday weekend, $95.5 million. Fast 10 at uh, second with $23 million. Guardians 3, $20 million at number 3. Super Mario at 4, The Machine at number 5. No surprise on Little did, Mermaid. Did you go? Or did Elia? No, we haven't been. No, she's traveling otherwise, and so not been able you to go. I, was, I couldn't go Friday night. You know why. And then um, Saturday, I had... Uh, truck issues to deal with all mm-hmm. day on Saturday and so we'll we'll see little mermaid in a in a few days after well luckily now that it's summer you get a little bit more leeway as far as that's right and we won't have to pre-buy tickets this way i mean we might but if we'd wanted to go on friday we would have had to buy tickets in advance of course also many of you may be heading out to summer concert tours female artists have the most in demand tours of the summer Taylor Swift, no doubt, at number one. Beyonce at two. Morgan Wallen at three. Bruce Springsteen at four. Coldplay at five. George Strait touring again. He's got seven oh. dates this summer. Sorry, when you said the, the, I thought this was a list of females, then you threw in there Coldplay. Yeah, I was odd. like, well, the Taylor Swift, Beyonce uh-huh. are at the top. You uh-huh. know, they've got Taylor's got twenty four tour dates, and Beyonce's got forty two dates. Uh, Metallica is on tour. Ed Sheeran is on tour. The Weeknd is on tour. Oh, so. Ed Sheeran. Have, have, have you talked to UConn about that? Like, is he... Maybe working that into their summer, pit, summer travel Pit plans. tickets for him? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, they are doing, they are doing pit tickets. Uh, I was reading... Oh, did you see the, uh, the Astros throwing shade at the A's? I missed... The Astros blew out Oakland 10 to 1 Sunday... With the tenth run, tenth uh, run coming on Alvar- an Alvarez home run to dead center, the Astros tweeted, "Tens of runs in front of tens of fans," <laughs> as a knock on the poor attendance for well, the A's games. They've all I mean, checked out, right? Listen, I do have to be sure that I mention that you know, you didn't give us my chance for the Reds update that they got to sweep those good old boys from the uh, from the north side of Chicago. Oh, did they sweep the Cubs? <laughs> yeah, they well, did. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, so the Yankees won big at uh, Seattle yesterday, so that's good. Uh, late last night, you had to stay up for it. I also ran across a list of, you know, with the writer strike, we're going to be seeing more reality TV because they don't require writers or are less writing intensive. The best TV reality shows of all time: The Real World at number five. From 1992 to 2017, the real world. So that was a that was really kind of gave birth to reality TV and ran for a long time on MTV. It was it on MTV the entire time until 2017. Oh, I think this might be the first time I've ever heard of that. Oh wow, you never heard of the real world? I don't believe I have. Wow, it's kind of iconic status. So I'm surprised you. I'm not surprised that you haven't seen it. I well, guess I'm I surprised you never heard of it. I let, let me give it a Google and see if maybe seeing the they did different towns, so it was different. It was different twenty-somethings um, that were cohabitating together. It was like Big Brother in different city. You know, I don't. And it wasn't necessarily a 33 contest. Thirty-three seasons. Yeah. American Idol at number four, still going two thousand two to present. RuPaul's Drag Race at number three. 
is what this says. The Amazing Race at number two, and without a doubt, Survivor, the king of all reality shows, at number one, 2000 until present. Apparently it's coming back to the real world. Paramount Paramount Plus is going to do a season of it. Now, I read something this morning that I've got extremely mixed feelings about. Will Ferrell is being considered to play John Madden. There's I only f- never connected those two. You know, I mean, I think there's one clear answer to play th- John Madden. I think Frank Frank Caliendo oh, probably see. can't act, and I wonder how long he can carry John on. Goodman. John Goodman as John Madden? I don't know. That's the one that that comes to mind for me. Do you know Frank Caliendo? Yeah. I mean, he does a great Madden, but I think he can do it in short spurts. I don't think he can yeah. act. Right. I think that's the thing. And then in the um, in the latest musicians to sell their catalogs to investment groups, Queen is considered to be the biggest. The Queen catalog could soon be sold for an estimated one point one billion dollars according to several high-level music industry insiders if the deal goes through it would be the biggest single artist catalog sale in history more than doubling the 500 million dollars that springsteen got in 2021 i mean i mean classic after classic after classic with queen think of the iconic status of the queen catalog i mean it's bigger than springsteen Without a doubt. But uh, I'll be interested to see who buys that and how that works. I spent quite a bit of time over the weekend listening to Tina Turner's catalog. Maybe you and UConn put your money together and get close to that? We might come up a little short. We might need the additional .1 billion. Um, But... You know, maybe we'll have to take on a silent, maybe, maybe, silent partner. Maybe Zach and I can come together and All get right, you that. That part. sounds good. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning. By the way, if you want in on the Holiday World tickets, last minute text Holiday World to 270-259-6000. Back after this on In the Note. MB, point to ponder for today. What outdated slang do you use on a regular basis? What outdated slang do you use on a regular basis? I'll start. I've really been critical of myself the last few years. I've identified I really need to quit saying awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Because I just do that. that Is that slang, though? Yes, it's 80s slang. That's when it came about. Totally awesome. 1980s. Oh, that's awesome. When it's really not awesome, it's just Uh you're happy to hear it. Because there are real things that are awesome, and you should reserve awesome for that. But and most of the things I call awesome are not truly awesome, but it's 80 slang that I need to get rid of. I thought in your case, most of your slang has to be relatively new. I mean, and I don't even know what slang mm-hmm. I have as a go-to. Okay, well, so let me give you an example. If you're still – now, I will do this sometimes just to be throwback, nostalgic, funny. But if you're saying, what's up? No, I don't – That is outdated slang. Yes, but I don't know that I've ever. Yeah, I mean, I get the examples. I just don't know of one that comes to mind for me. Friends, if you're still saying tubular, we should have given that up a long time ago. (laughs) Similar with gag me with a spoon and basically any valley girl stuff needs to have gone by the wayside long ago. Yeah, no, I. I, Oh, yeah, I forgot. Your water cooler. Here, let me. 
You want me to pull it up? We got to give what? I got to pull up the the list of. Oh, okay. So how are we going to give these away? You want? I'll, I'll pick a number. Just okay. tell me what range uh, I need to pick a number. One to, to forty eight. All right. Uh, most people think thirteen is unlucky. So thirteen. Let me count here. Uh, if your phone number ends in fifty nine thirty five, you are the winner. Fifty nine thirty five. And just be patient. I'll I'll reach. We'll reach out here in the next. We'll tell you how you're going to get. How yeah, we'll get reach out. You. You, you don't need to message us. We'll we'll reach out and uh, just give give us a little bit of time. On TV tonight, the game show show on ABC. It's the season one finale on NBC. The season 18 premiere, America's Got Talent. Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge on NBC. That's a series premiere. And then this is intriguing. ESPN has their 30 for 30 American Gladiators Part 1 documentary. So for my teenage years... They had that American Gladiator series that came out. I think most of the time it was on like Saturday evenings. Mm-hmm. And they had, you know, these big, you know, really iron pumpers. And they would do these weird gladiator things that were, it was kind of intriguing. It's so, like wipeout for actual athletes. That's right. I, I guess they were, they looked like athletes, uh-huh. but they also looked very, it had a touch of WWE. You know, they had a little fake. There was a well, but there was a certain mold that the athletes needed to fit. You know, they were all shiny. They were they were all tan. Seemed like most of them were blonde, right? And very strategic costumery, as I recall. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1989, student protesters in Beijing erected Goddess of Democracy statue in Tiananmen Square. In 1431, Joan of Arc, condemned as a heretic, was burned at the stake. The Lincoln Memorial was dedicated in a ceremony in Washington, D.C., this date in 1922. Babe Ruth played his last Major League Baseball game for the Boston Braves, this date in 1935. Birthdays, Ted McGinley is 65, Winona Judd is 59, Adina Menzel is 52, CeeLo Green is 48 today. It's a pretty good musician group there. Yeah, well, forget you and forget you too. I don't think that's how it goes. Peter the Great, <laughs> born in 1672, Mel Blanc in 1908, Man of a Thousand Voices. Bug Bunny, right? Yes, and I mean, Yosemite Sam, mm-hmm. um, Barney Rubble. Most people don't know that he was Barney Rubble. <laughs> Bonnie. Was he Fred too? No, he wasn't Fred. Benny Goodman in nineteen oh nine. Chart toppers. Let's go to nineteen forty nine. And Von Monroe was number one with Come on, Vaughn. Riders in the sky. I don't know that we've ever had that on Chart Topper. Have we? I don't know that I've ever gone back to 49. 1958, Dean Martin was number one with one of his classics called Return to Me. Return to Me. Return to me. 
to me. From the album Italian Love Songs. I think you probably have that in your collection, Sam. I think I loaned it to uh, loaned it to UConn. You have that playlist on your on your iPod, on my shuffle, <laughs> on your shuffle. Nineteen sixty seven, Aretha, number one, with respect. Let's go to 1976, the Silver Connection, number one. This one called Get Up and Boogie. That's all you get. Oh, I can't boogie much with that. Uh, really, because I want to get to this from Beverly Hills Cop, 1985. Harold Faltermeyer and Axel F. You heard it everywhere you went in the summer of 85. It, it, you could not escape it. Can't say I remember that. You could not. All right. Then we had I Swear All for One in 94. Rock Your Body, Justin Timberlake was number one in 03. In 2012, Flowrider featuring Sia was number one with Wild Ones. And I got to be able to work Dua Lipa into the show today in 2021. Passing on some real good ones Dua there. Dua Lipa was levitating today. So. Mm-hmm. All right. MB's proloism for today. Says, a friend may be waiting behind a stranger's face. A friend may be waiting behind a stranger's face. In Peace Pearl of Wisdom for today, remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.